Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Unconditional Worth Coach, Ashley Baxter. Each week's episode helps you live a life of courageous worth, a life where you realize that yourself and your body are worthy as is unconditionally. Living out of that knowledge is a courageous act and allows you to show up more fully as your authentic self, which is crucial because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hey friend, today I want to talk to you about how you can care for others while avoid being careless with yourself. This talk is all about empathy with boundaries, a concept that I don't think is talked about nearly enough as it should be because it can be very dangerous when we practice empathy without boundaries, which is something that I have done for too long in my life. And honestly, it's been something I've been learning over the past few years, and it has been so freeing, important, just so many things I'm going to be telling you about very shortly. But first, let's dive into what is empathy? And then we're going to talk about empathy without boundaries, what that looks like, and then what it looks like when we practice empathy with boundaries. So kicking things off, empathy. What is it? There seems to be a lot of confusion sometimes as to what empathy actually is. So let me set the record straight. The definition is the ability or practice of imagining or trying to deeply understand what someone else is feeling or what it's like to be in their situation. Over the years, I have learned that we all have different levels of empathy that we naturally are born with. I would say that I am definitely a very naturally empathetic person, but it is definitely a muscle. It is a practice that everyone can grow in. But like any type of growth in our life, we have to work on it. We have to pay attention. We have to want to grow in empathy. I used to think that empathy is something that anyone who had gone through a hard time would have. I dated this guy one time who his mother had died 10 years before we started dating. He had been divorced. And I just assumed that someone who had gone through that had empathy or let's say had a lot of empathy. And I'm not saying he was a bad guy. He was a really nice guy. But in the area of empathy, there was a lot more lacking from what I would expect someone who had gone through those things to have, which is where I learned that empathy, again, is either it's something that you can be born with that you have naturally more of just the way you are, but it's also something that you can grow at. Because here's the thing, empathy really is about looking at other people and trying to see the world from their eyes in whatever situation they are in. Throughout this, we're going to talk about how you can also grow in empathy. Because again, it's a muscle, it's a practice. Even someone like me who is more naturally empathetic, I have had to learn to really take that time to make sure that I am really listening to that person to truly see things from their viewpoint. So why is empathy important? People want to be seen. This is true in so many areas of life, but especially in our pain. And that's the type of empathy we're really talking about today is empathy in regards to situations where someone is going through a lot and you are trying to be there to care for that person. The more that we learn to practice empathy, the more that we can be better or quicker to understand the position other people are in, which also allows us to care for them in very thoughtful and hopefully helpful ways. So how do we do this? Really, it comes down to two steps. We listen and we learn. 
In the last episode in this series on trauma and lessons I have learned from it, we talked about misconceptions and how they can be so dangerous and how sometimes it can be trying to help someone. But if it's coming from misconceptions about whatever that situation the person is dealing with, then we can actually be harmful, even though that wasn't our intention. Let me give some examples as to how empathy is very helpful. Oftentimes, I will have some friends, if maybe they're talking about a movie or a book, and they realize that because of my experience with sexual assault, that movie, book, whatever it is, may be very difficult for me, and it could be very triggering for me. When people have told me about those things, it has made me so thankful for them. It has made me feel very comforted seen and protected. By listening to the people we are trying to help, we really get a better idea of what they're going through. Don't just assume, listen to them, listen to what they're saying and ask them questions. Ask them, how can I show up for you? Are there things that are not helpful for me to do? Are there things that are helpful? Are there things that are helpful or not helpful for me to say? You can ask them, how has their viewpoint changed? Or what are some common struggles they go about in their life? For example, for months after I was assaulted, I would, anytime I was going out with friends, I would always scan the crowd to see if I saw the man who assaulted me. He's very tall. And so I was able to think if I see a tall person, I can quickly see if that's him. That was a constant state of alert I was on for several months. And sometimes when everyone around you is having fun and enjoying life as they should be, it is nice in those moments when other people knew what was going through my head to go through this trauma that was unlike anything else I'd experienced and was a whole new world for me. Just feeling seen meant the world. So with empathy, again, listen and learn. Listen to the person you are trying to help. And depending on what the situation is, it may be something that you can Google. I mean, we can Google pretty much anything these days. So whatever they're going through, Google, how do I support someone, dot, 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 whatever they're going through? Or what is it like for someone who is going through dot, 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 and then ask them. I would say that no matter what you learn, like usually what you're learning is gonna definitely help you, but still check in with that person because everyone responds differently to different things. And doing that is how we build our muscles of empathy, which if you wanna be someone who is caring for someone else actively, these are things that are needed. This empathy is a game changer. I can't tell you how many friends of mine have appreciated this muscle that I have, again, feel like I'm more naturally constructed this way, but it's something I'm always growing at. And it is something that nine times out of 10 is very appreciated by others. But empathy can get very dangerous when we practice it without boundaries. And unfortunately, that has been the way I've practiced it for most of my life. So what is empathy without boundaries? What do I mean by that? So that is when you are truly taking on other people's feelings and emotions. That was something that I would do for the longest time. I felt that I needed to feel everything that they were feeling, that that was a sense of camaraderie, a way of them not feeling alone. In reality, that's only hurting myself, which then makes me less able to help that person. And it isn't like that person feels me taking those things on. It's not like by me trying to really internalize their sadness and to the extent where I feel it, it's not as if it's taking away some of their sadness. And another way that empathy without boundaries shows up is when we prioritize other people always above ourselves, or at least 
a significant amount of the time. I don't know if you've ever heard of this book called Boundaries. It's by Henry Cloud. And in it, he talks about boundaries in a way of looking at two neighbors. So you are one of the neighbors, it's your yard, and there's another neighbor or your neighbor. (laughs) And you see that their grass is dying. So then you go and you take water from your yard and spray it in their yard and you tend to it. Well, while you're doing that, your yard is dying. And I've always loved that visual because it's so true. This was something that honestly, I've realized a lot more this year, how I prioritize other people's feelings and thoughts above my own. There's a lot more. There'll probably be a whole series on that sometime in the future about people pleasing and prioritizing other people's thoughts and feelings. It's not just in this area of helping when people are going through a hard time. But what I have seen is that when we practice empathy without boundaries, we become exhausted. We have health problems and many areas of our life become neglected. Number one, you need to take care of yourself. One, because you are the one that's keeping yourself going, that's feeding yourself, that's making sure that you take care of all the areas of health in your life, physical, mental, emotional. Other people in your life can help that, but it is you. You're the one that puts those things into play. You're the one that accepts help if other people are giving it or don't accept help. You're the one that gives yourself time or doesn't give yourself time. And the thing is also when we take care of ourselves first, then we can take care of others. And we take care of them from a place that is healthy, a place where we are constantly replenishing ourselves, where we're constantly getting enough rest so that we can continue to show up for those other people as needed. I'm pausing this episode just for a moment because I want to ask you a question. Do you see your worth as being based on conditions? For example, do you see yourself as only worthy if you're a nice person, have achieved certain accomplishments, or perhaps if your life and your body look a certain way? The truth is that your worth is unconditional. But since so many messages throughout life communicate the opposite, you may struggle to recognize your unconditional worth. When you think your worth is measured by certain conditions, you rarely have seasons where you feel like you measure up, which leaves you occasionally feeling exhausted, defeated, and results in either you not showing up in life at all or showing up as an imposter because you feel like you have to pretend you are meeting all the conditions. I don't want you to live another day like this. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for a complimentary 25-minute worth assessment call with me. During this Zoom video call, we will chat about conditional-based worth and how it is showing up in your life. By the end, you will have a tool to help you start breaking free of conditional worth. I'll also share some ways I can help you further on your journey through my coaching services. Click the link now to find out more and sign up for a free call. I'm looking so forward to talking to you. So let's talk about empathy with boundaries. Again, this allows you to keep on caring for that person, but in a way that doesn't destroy you. It allows you to care for them while avoiding being careless with yourself. I've been reading a great book as I've been diving more into this world of people pleasing lately and trying to break those patterns. It's fascinating. And again, I'll do a whole series on that one day, but I'm still in the midst of just really digging up some areas that I didn't know existed because for the longest time, I have said I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I thought that was all about the fact that, love you, mom, if you're listening, but that my mom and other people's expectations for my life were that I was going to get married and have kids and just have a very different life than what I have and honestly than what I want in many areas. They just don't always line up. And so I thought the fact that 
not living up to their expectations no longer affected me. I thought that meant I had people pleasing done. I was covered. I was good. Closed chapter. But I was very wrong. (laughs) And again, teaser for sometime in the future when I talk about this. But I mention that because right now, this book I am reading, it's called Not Nice. It's by Dr. Aziz Gazapura. I might be misspelling or mispronouncing that. His last name is spelled G-A-Z-I-P-U-R-A. I'll put it in the show notes as well. And his book, again, called Not Nice, is just been blowing my mind. It has been life-changing and helping me really recognize areas of people-pleasing. And what falls into that is prioritizing other people's emotions and thoughts above your own, which goes perfectly with what we're talking today about empathy with boundaries. One thing I love that he says in the book is that taking on other people's struggles is very different than helping them through their struggles, which again, just touches on what I said a few minutes ago that you don't have to feel people's emotions. You don't have to internalize it in order to help other people. It is more so about having that viewpoint about really the ability to see how things are from their eyes. One tactic he shares in the book in regards to how to be around people and not take in their emotions, especially if you're someone that can relate to some of the things I'm saying that is struggling with this, he talks about imagining an energy bubble. So basically, just imagine that there is a bubble around you that is two to three feet on all sides, and this bubble is permeable, permeable there, that's the word. Meaning that you get to choose what comes in and comes out. And so the whole concept is that you kind of imagine this bubble around you and imagine it as being the layer that's supposed to protect you or keep things out that don't belong to you. Other people's thoughts or feelings. And it's, you know, it's just this whole idea of that imagery works really well for our brains. And so really try to think of that. Really stay in touch with yourself when you're around people going through hard times. If you're prone to taking a lot on and see, are these emotions my emotions or are they their emotions in a way of, again, these old empathy patterns of trying to take on their emotions, thinking that that helps them by us being that way when it really doesn't. And anything that you see that's in your bubble that isn't of you, just push it out to the side. Just let it go back out there where you can observe it without internalizing it. Another tool that I personally learned when I would be doing one-on-one counseling with people is I was always available. The counseling I was doing was volunteer counseling, so it wasn't like a regulated thing as much in regards to you come and talk to me at this one set of time. It was more relational in some aspects, kind of like a leader type thing. And so the people had my personal phone number and I would just react to everything that they said, any problem they were having, if they needed me to show up for them in some way, I had no boundaries. I mean, there were times that I left family meals to go help someone in this situation. That is not their fault. That is my fault for not having good boundaries. And it wore me out. It made me resentful. That's FYI, that is something (laughs) that happens when you do not put boundaries in place. Eventually, you can become resentful when, in fact, you're the one that set up this type of dynamic 
that has been, I, I wouldn't even say it's been a tough pill to swallow. It's honestly been a good one because it took away a lot of those feelings of resentment because I realized like, oh, I created this. Like I put this into play. And so of course these people are doing this because I never told them there was anything wrong with this. I never set up a boundary. Instead, I dived into this. I fully welcomed it. So I'm just saying this because if you are someone that is often that go-to person that everyone calls when they're going through a hard time, or maybe it's a volunteer situation where you, again, have like a leader dynamic with someone or you're a counselor in which someone or you counsel or, you know, help people in a way that they have access to your phone number and all these things where there's not those clear like, hey, here's this appointment you come to every other week. We meet and then we leave and that's it. And I have no connection with you until you come back for your next appointment. So what I would do in these situations, what I learned to eventually do was when someone would call me or text me, I would take a moment and I would just go inward. I would take some deep breaths and I would just really hone in to intuition, to if it's God telling me something, whatever it is for you. Again, it's just like going inward and just being still and just seeing, am I the person that needs to pick up this phone right now? Do I need to be helping this person in this particular moment at this given time? And the more I learned to do that and really learned to listen to that, it was a game changer. Because here's the thing, I am not (laughs) here to help every single person. I should not. I mean, none of us are supposed to be that. We are not supposed to be other people's saviors. So I knew that if that voice inside of me was telling me, hey, don't answer this call. Or, you know, if it's a text, like reply back at some point to say that you are not available. That meant either that person who was reaching out to me needed not to reach out to me. There was someone else that was best suited for them to reach out to right then. Or it may have meant that they needed to not find anyone. There are plenty of times when I was processing my trauma and as much as I wanted someone to be there in the moment or someone just to talk to that I felt would relieve some of the pain in that moment, sometimes what I really needed was not to be able to reach anyone because sometimes part of the pain is just sitting with it. And it sucks. It sucks so bad, but that is part of it. When you're going through hard times, part of it is just experiencing that and just waiting in that. And it it sucks, but I do believe that it serves a purpose. It's never fun. It's always frustrating. And so times when I felt like, Ashley, you're not supposed to answer this call right now. I felt like it was one of those two things happening. Or it could be that honestly, in that moment, I was getting that feeling because I had nothing to give, that it was not the right thing for me. I had nothing to do with about the other person, but it was about taking care of myself. That practice really has helped me so much over the years and helped me in establishing boundaries. And then it made the times when I felt like, no, I do need to be the one to answer this call right now. It came from a healthier place. Like it came from a place that was more refreshed and more intentional, maybe is the word. I'm not sure, but it made it a much better ongoing situation for me and the person I was trying to help. So let's recap what we talked about today. So we talked about empathy with boundaries, that how you can care for others while avoiding being careless with yourself. 
We defined empathy. We talked about why it's important. We talked about empathy without boundaries, what that looks like and how that can be very dangerous. And then we talked about practicing empathy with boundaries. So here are some thoughts. You know, we've covered a lot of different things that you can do. And so just to sum up some, one, learn about the worldview from that person in regards to their struggle. Two, do a self-check-in to see if you are carrying things you shouldn't be. And then release them where you are. Times when you say that you're carrying all that, just breathe in that moment and let it go. Push it out of that energy bubble. I do believe that empathy is one of the greatest gifts, and I'm glad it is a muscle that can be grown no matter what your natural abilities are to it. So again, practice empathy is just one of the most beautiful connective things, and I have found it to be one of the most healing things that we can offer one another. And when offered to us is a beautiful thing as well when we're on the receiving end of that. But don't let it destroy you. Practice empathy with boundaries. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth Podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you are loving the show, go to Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and a comment. The link to do so is in the show notes. If you love this episode and want to share it with others, post a screenshot of it on social media and feel free to tag me in it. My handle is at the Ashley Baxter. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode about helping you live a life of courageous worth. Until next time, remember, you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.